Welcome back to the Free Your Energy podcast. I am your host, best-selling author of nine books, Sylvester McNutt the third. And today we are doing a special solo episode. First things first, I want to give a big shout out to Talia Mason for subscribing to the podcast uh, on my website. There's an option to subscribe to the podcast and that money goes to pay my engineer and to support the podcast uh, with the hopes of getting more episodes out. So thank you again to Leah Mason for subscribing. Also a big shout out um, because we have a new five-star review. Um, I actually cannot see the name, but the review says, I never thought of my myself as a podcast person, but I'm so grateful I stumbled upon the Free Your Energy episodes about healing. Those are my favorite. Uh, I listen to them more than once. The interviews are just so organic. Sylvester shares his knowledge and personal experience, making it very insightful. For those of us seeking healing, the solo episodes are a must. Sylvester's voice is so soothing. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate that podcast uh, as well as or that podcast review, as well as the person who sent me that review um, also asked me if they could respond to a question. And I feel like this. I need five star reviews. So if you're going to leave a five star review, I'm going to answer your question. Uh, I also am so grateful for the people who subscribe uh, to the podcast. And so if you end up subscribing, yes, I'm going to answer whatever question you send me. And so uh, for the person who left the review, she asked me, she said, hey, I'm wondering if you can do a solo episode um, about control. And so, of course, I said, "Okay, uh, control of what? And she said, control of situations, outcomes, more in the subject of surrender. Lately, I've experienced a lot of stress and anxiety, uh, I believe, is related to my overthinking and my need to have control over things uh, that ultimately are out of my hands. And I'm just wondering if you can respond to that and, and share me, you know, your perspective. So, yes, I will respond to that now. When I think of the word you used, uh, having anxiety or experiencing anxiety, um, first I want to say that everyone may describe their experience with different emotions and different emotional states differently, uh, and I'm sensitive to that. And so what I'm going to describe right now is my uh, relationship with anxiety I do not have any type of anxiety disorder. So I first want to name that. And if you have like an anxiety disorder, this this may not um, apply to you. You may want to see a therapist or counselor who can support you in that. Now, in the context of the question that she was naming, I don't believe she was naming an anxiety disorder. I believe she was just naming the experience of having anxiety. And what I've learned is that often that anxiety comes from two things, uh, fear of a situation or some element of control. Uh, seeking some type of control. <sighs> Trying to control something that is outside of you, I mean, it can have a lot of consequences. Um, it can work, right? You can coerce or manipulate or change the situation and get it to work in your favor. That's a possibility. Uh, Another possibility is you could add more 
stress to the stress event. You could add more confusion to the to the already confused situation. You could also make something that's not that serious more serious and something that doesn't need much attention uh, worse. And so when I think of this, I think of, okay, so what do we do? Like we can't control every situation. And so I feel like there's this deep trust that occurs. You know, if you believe in God, maybe it's a belief in God. If you believe in the universe, maybe it's a belief in the divine that things will work out for you. Um, I personally have an understanding of my mortality. And I understand that we all will die here. And because of my understanding of mortality, that has helped me release the need to control. Also, I've tried to control before. I'll give you an example. The very first time that I remember consciously trying to control an outcome is when I was younger. I was I was dating someone. And this person, they got a job somewhere. And I remember she asked me, she said, you know, how do you feel about me getting this job? And I was honest. I said, I don't want you working there. Now, the reason I did not want her working there was because of the uh, the amount of the exposure that she would get to random guys getting in her face and her basically sitting at a desk where guys could just walk up to her and talk to her. It was a, it was a, at a gym. And so I I didn't think I'm like, no, I don't want my woman exposed to, you know, 20,000 dudes a day. I mean, no. Um, and sure enough, the very same thing, this was, I mean, this was a long time ago, but sure enough, the very same thing that I envisioned, the, sa- the very same thing that I feared happened. A guy came in there, she ended up liking him, talking to him, and it ended up having a, a, a causing a fracture in our relationship. Now, granted, we were, we were much, much younger, um, but needless to say, it was a moment where I foresaw something bad happening. I tried to control the situation, essentially trying to control her. Um, Even though she asked me my perspective, I still definitely feel like there was an element of control when I said, hey, I really don't want you working there. I didn't tell her my reason, but I foresaw exactly what happened. I I foresaw it happening. So, of course, there was there was pain and there was grief there in that moment. Now, objectively, this version of me, when I look back on on that moment, what I would say to my my younger self is, the reason that you foresaw that happening is because you knew that there was weakness in that foundation anyways. And so you were living a lie by thinking that that relationship was stronger than it actually was. And so her getting that job and then that fracture coming from that relationship was actually a blessing to you because it freed you from a false ideology that you were living under. That's what this version of me would say to that version. I mean, that version of me would probably be like, man, get the hell out of here. What are you what are you doing? Because I was so in love, quote unquote, and I wanted something that wasn't a reality. And a lot of the times when we're seeking control, some of the anxiety we're we're creating is because we're living under these false ideologies. We're living out of alignment. We're living with no self-awareness. We're living in a, in a, in a, in a state of confusion. So my, my first invitation for you is to actually come to reality. 
right? Take off the rosy colored glasses. Like everything is not going to work out in your favor. Everything will not be perfect. But this is not about seeking perfection. Like this, this journey is not about uh, looking for something perfect or something fake. This is look. We're we're about looking for something genuine. We're about living in our most authentic self. We're about activating our soul. We're about living in integrated communities. And if you, you know, if that version of me would have continued that relationship, at some point that fracture was going to occur. The anxiety that I had, that I was trying to control, it makes sense. Like when you when you're removed now, when you have the the privilege of time and you can can zoom out, like it makes sense. And so my first um, response would be, I just want you to kind of look at the situations that you're trying to control. Like, why are you trying to control it? What what illusion is there? What falsehood are you supporting? What lie are you supporting? Now, on the other side of that, right, because I do believe in duality, on the other side of control is surrender. I guarantee you, if you say this with me, your nervous system will respond. On the other side of control is surrender. Say it with me. On the other side of control is surrender. On the other side of control is surrender. So what does that mean? Well, when you surrender, you are in a deep alignment with what is. You see the facts. You live in reality. You are not easily triggered. You are open to all things authentic. You are open to expansion. You live connected, but disconnected from phony and fake and false attachments. But you're connected. When you are in a space of surrender, there is no anxiety. Anxiety is a state of control. Surrender would be the duality, the the opposite. Maybe we could call it a state of peace. Maybe it could be a state of understanding. Maybe it's a state of clarity. Maybe it's a state of acknowledging what is. And so maybe being totally in surrender may not be available to you. And so what do we do? Well, we look at it like a coach would look at it. When you go into um, a game, you have a game plan and you have a bunch of different plays that will work. And your job as the coach is to call these plays in a sequence that will result in scores. And hopefully if you score more than the other team, you win. And so maybe some days you do have the state of anxiety, which is a state of control. Maybe you are leaning in to the masculine urge to control things. But then maybe some other days and some other moments, you lean into the surrender. 
maybe instead of always trying to be in control, you just say, hey, this week I'll lean into surrender a little bit more. And maybe if you're the type of person who's always in surrender, maybe you balance that by saying, hey, I need a little bit more control. Like, let me take charge of this. The possibilities of our experiences are endless, but they start with our mindset. If we have a mindset of control, you will try to control everything. And what does that do for you? I don't know what it does for you, but what does it do for you? Does it create a bunch of stress events? Does it create a bunch of overthinking? Okay, so you have the overthinking. Why do you have the overthinking? What are you overthinking about? Are you overthinking about public perception, about where you quote unquote should be, about what you've failed at, what you've lost at, about your mind, your body, your bank account? Does the overthinking solve anything? Does it actually help? Are you overthinking about something simple like where to take your next vacation? Or maybe which flight you should buy. Here's what I use for overthinking. First, you have to name it to claim it. If you, if you recognize yourself in an overthinking pattern, you name it. But you can't do so without shame. You can't put yourself down. Here we go again with the overthinking, you idiot. No, that doesn't help you. That doesn't serve you. There's no name calling here. There's no put downs here. It's just simple. I'm overthinking again. And you ask yourself, what's available to me? That question is what I call a redirect. From a neurological perspective, remember, repetition rewires the brain. So if you catch yourself overthinking and you ask yourself what's available and you do that every day, you are rewiring how you associate with your overthinking. Now, by asking yourself an open-ended question like what's available to me, you will now open yourself up to the possibilities. This is how you tap into the different energy fields in life. You open yourself up to the possibilities. Well, what's, a, what's available to me? And then from there, you recognize that overthinking will never be solved by coming up with an entire plan. Because let's just be honest. Whose entire plan actually goes through the exact way we envision it? Nobody's. So instead of trying to build a building, recognize that overthinking is solved by laying one brick. I simply need to take one step today. Perfect example of this is I'm an author. I write books. I'm working on my 10th book. I don't write the whole book in one day. I write about 200 words a day. 200 words is not a lot. But I do it every day. And after six, seven, eight months, you have a book. You have 60,000 words. You send those to your editor, you go to the beach and relax. I know that sounds uh, like an oversimplification of the process because it is, but it's also not because it's what I'm doing. Thank you for the question. I hope that this um, 
helps you. As far as healing protocols, what I would recommend doing is adding in your affirmations in your journal. Um, I would say things to myself like, I do not need to be in control. I trust that what is for me will find me. I trust my ability to say no with what is out of alignment. I will continue to seek my healing. Today, I will serve another person. Now, part of the reason why we can be in anxiety as well is because we're thinking about ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Have you ever experienced anxiety serving another person, making someone pancakes, holding the phone and being a uh, platform for someone to share their thoughts and ideas? You know, because that brings you present because we are meant to serve. We are meant to love. We are meant to give. And so thinking about yourself all the time, for sure, will definitely trigger different bouts of uh, experiences that have anxiety. But showing up for serving, giving, loving, taking care of others, uh, at least for me, never gives me a sense of anxiety. And so let me be clear. I'm not saying to completely uh, have no boundaries and just <laughs> give everything you have to everybody. I'm not saying all that. You, you, I think I hope that the audience here is uh, understanding the nuance in the language. That's one reason I love podcasting, because. Um, with social media, you don't really have nuance, but in podcasting, you, you know, your voice is a sword and it, it can, it can slice through, uh, different pillars of our existence. Let's transition to, um, oh, so there, I'll, I'll bring a conclusion to that. So, uh, if you want to reach out to me via Instagram, Send me a screenshot of your five-star review of the Free Your Energy podcast. Say hello first. Please do not slide in my DMs just demanding things of me. Say hello. Say what's up. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know where you are, what you're thinking. Uh, and then, yeah, I'd, I'd love to consider responding to some, some questions that way. Um, like I said, if you also subscribe to the podcast, Send me a DM and 100%, 100% will uh, respond with my thoughts. Um, if anyone is interested in coaching, working with me one-on-one, -on -one, once a month, 60-minute phone calls to get any of the support, clarity, ideas, affirmations, meditations, accountability that will take you to the next level. Feel free to send me a DM for the link. Uh, the link is also in my link tree on my Instagram or Twitter. Uh, or you can email me. I mean, if you want it, you'll find a way to contact me. Uh, the price for that right now, it was $2,000 a month. But for right now, it's $500 a month, $500 USD. So reach out if you want that support. Uh, I have the capacity for two or three more people. Now, I want to transition to talking about the healing journey. The healing journey. I feel like the healing journey never ends. There are different uh, variations and, and themes and moods uh, in our life and different things that we're, we're healing from. Some, some of us may be, you know, healing from trauma. Some of us may not even be recognizing that we're healing. 
Uh, some of us may be going through the grief of a breakup or experiencing loss through, you know, death or separation, or maybe we moved. Some of us may be, you know, still healing from COVID um, and the things that came through that um, very pivotal time of our lives. I want to drop in with my own experience and, and let you know that, uh, you know, when I left my corporate job in 2013 and through 2020, from a financial perspective, everything for me was rock solid. I mean, it was just uh, pure incline. It was up, 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 up. Um, I mean, I went from, you know, having $4,000 in my bank account to, you know, making $15,000 a month. It was like, it was insane, the trajectory um, that my career experienced in those seven years. Now, 2020, 2021, 2022 were vastly different. Um, I was forced to make a pivot. Um, you know, I experienced something in 2020 where people couldn't even order my books because of the supply chain issues that I was that I experienced as a self-published author. Um, people couldn't even order my products. I remember someone tried to order a book of mine in 2020 and on Amazon, and it told them they weren't going to get the book for four months. Now, I mean, thankfully, that person still did the order. Um, but, you know, who wants to wait four months for anything? I mean, unless it's like a pre-order. I'll wait four months for a pre-order. So that era um, of my life, you know, like, keep in mind, I had my, I had my son in March. The COVID thing started in March. Um, and then I had this these financial issues that I wasn't mentally prepared for come about. So 2020 for me was crushing. You know, if I'm sure you guys remember I was traveling around and speaking. I did like I did like 50 speaking engagements between what was that 2016 and 2019. Like I was on the road every year, completely lost that part of my business, you know, and I'm I'm not here to BS you guys. I'm going to be completely transparent with you because. Uh, I got nothing to lose by doing that. I lost 80% of my business in 2020. And it was crushing. It was absolutely crushing. Um, at that point, I had to start, you know, dipping into my savings. And I was essentially like living off of my savings and trying to, you know, reestablish myself. And a lot of businesses got crushed. You know, a lot of businesses got crushed. Uh, completely where people had to completely exit their business. People, people being in their mom and pop shops and, you know, they 10, 15 years in business and they went out. <sighs> I'm so grateful and so happy to report that I was able to weather the storm. You know, I was able to get through. And I feel like there's a couple of different ways to approach this conversation. Um, I feel like there's like the emotional side of things. I feel like there's like the healing practices that I leaned into. And then I feel like there's like the CEO business side of it that I leaned into. Um, all which are very, 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 very deep and detailed. I, I don't know if I have the capacity today to to touch each one with the with the diligence that it actually requires. So maybe what I can do is just touch each one briefly um, because I feel like the I feel like a little bit of understanding of what I went through from each pillar will probably serve you. 
So emotionally, the first thing that I did is I, f- I felt, um, I felt shame. I definitely felt shame. Uh, and so what I leaned into was making sure that my shame was witnessed and seen. That struggle is not a struggle. Now, granted, I wasn't posting it on social media. I didn't share it here on the podcast. Um, but that is, to me, I look at those things as work. Um, and so I didn't feel like taking that to my workplace was completely necessary. I felt like taking it to my integrated communities was what was necessary. So I took it to, um, I took it to my family. Uh, I took it to my friends. I took it to my men's group. And I actually have not seen a therapist since 2020. Um, but if I was seeing a therapist, I 100% would have took that to my therapist. Um, and so that was the first way I dealt with the shame is I was very honest about how that situation was impacted me. And, you know, I got some really good feedback. You know, some people were like, hey, don't take it personally. It's not just you. Every business is being impacted by this. You have to find a way to pivot. Um, you know, I think at first I was trying to take it personally, you know, because it's I have a personal brand. So, you know, when your personal brand thrives, there's like this um, side of you that's like, OK, we're doing good. But when it's not thriving, it's just like, oh, my God, people hate me. <laughs> and no, it didn't really feel like that for me. But, you know, it, it, it definitely can feel like that. Um. So then from like a practical, let's just go here with it. So from like a practical business side, I said, okay, cool. Uh, I got to make a pivot. So I leaned into doing e-courses. So I I made some really powerful courses. I made the Build Your Boundaries courses, which teaches people step-by-step how to get boundaries. I just put out a course um, called uh, Intentional Living, how how to live more intentionally. You know, and I put a lot of effort into these courses. Made a bunch of other courses too, but primarily leaned into those. My coaching practice, I leaned into that. I went and started doing that full time. And that's been a phenomenal experience to be coaching people one-on-one. Um, that actually replaced the income that I lost from doing my tours. Um, and it's actually a lot easier, you know, because when you do a tour, you have to travel and, you know, your body's on a different time zone. You're um, not always eating the way you want to eat. Um uh, you're meeting a lot of people, which was a lot of energy to to, I guess, just process, you know, meeting 100, 200, 300 people in a day. Plus, you're having to navigate like, OK, well, is this room set up? Did my assistant arrive? How many chairs are there? Um, one of one of the shows I had my assistant in that in Miami, she got into a, a car accident on the way. So now I'm dealing with the stress event of literally wondering about her health is her health okay. Like, is she okay? And she's texting me. She's like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, Miami traffic just sucks. (laughs) So I'll be there. So, you know, transitioning to coaching full time was like so good for my nervous system. You know, it was so good for my nervous system. Um, and then I got my very first, uh, podcast sponsor last year, hooked up with Organifi. It only worked out for a few months. Um, but I'm grateful they even tried. And I have a, podcast sponsor now they sponsor my podcast my website they sponsor my my newsletter uh and then of course the money that they're paying me now we just got started this month um you know it's really put an ease to my nervous system so i'm with this company out of denver colorado right now called cure nutrition and uh the way that i got started with them last year when i was in hawaii some of the guys there were sponsored with them as well and listen to this 
this what I have is uh, nightcaps. And so one of my buddies was like, yeah, I take these nightcaps, I'm cured, and I get deep sleep as a consequence of it. And one of the problems that I was having from my healing protocols is like, I will fall asleep, but then I wake up and I will go pee or, you know, I'd wake up and just like in the middle of the night and I like, I just hated that I would wake up. So anyways, he told me like, you take two of these nightcaps and you will get deep sleep. So of course I did it in Hawaii and the whole week we were in Hawaii, I slept like a baby. So I got set up with cured nutrition. So now I'm taking these nightcaps. So if you want to get some nightcaps or you're just curious as like to what else they have, uh, they have a bunch of CBD oils. They have things for your gut health, for sleep, for relief. Uh, they have THC free products. They have integrated mushrooms, um, things to help you with focus. Just go to curednutrition.com and whatever you order, use my name, Sylvester, uh, during the uh, checkout, you get 10% off any order. Uh, so right now what I've been using is their sleep bundle. Like I say, I use the nightcaps as well as in the mornings I'll use, they have this product called rise. And so I'll use rise in the mornings when I'm doing my 200 words for writing or when I go for my daily walk or when I go to the gym and I promise you, it's like, <sighs> that's how it feels. It feels like my body and my brain just takes a breath and I'm able to focus. I'm able to dive deep into whatever I'm trying to do at that time. And I don't feel, you know, I don't feel like I'm all over the place. So, yeah, go to curednutrition.com. Use my promo code Sylvester. Check them out. Um, I get a kick, a small kickback of whatever you order. You'll get 10% off. You also will get products that will support your healing process, your longevity, your vitality. Um, and so it's a it's a win-win for everyone. And Big news I'm about to tell you if you've made it 30 minutes into this podcast. Big, 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 big news. I have signed a book deal. Not just one book deal, but two book deals. Now, because there is a pending contract on the second one, I probably can't give you all of the details, but I can tell you this. I'm working on my 10th book. I signed the Hay House. Hay House is the biggest publisher in the world for personal development for self-help, for healing, and it just made perfect sense to me. And so um, keep in mind, I'm telling you this because this is all aligned with how I kept my business afloat, um, how I kept my mind afloat, and just how I'm maneuvering as a business owner, but also just as a person who's on a journey too. Hey, Caltries, reach out to me uh, in 2018 when my Care Package book came out because my Care Package book became an independent best-selling book. And so when I got on the radar, Hay House is like, hey, who is this guy? Why is he not signed? And we need him. Uh, and so I had a meeting with them back in 2018, 2019. They wanted to take my Free Your Energy book and all the other books that I put, uh, put out after that. But the timing just wasn't right. And I didn't have representation. I didn't really understand um, the industry. So I was grateful for the meeting. And, you know, I just told them I didn't, I didn't think it was the best time right now this is what I'm telling you when I say you have to go where you want, you are wanted. I ended up signing an agent. I signed to an agent in 2020 because when I had that supply chain issue, that's when I realized like, okay, I have to pivot. Being a self-published author right now is 
great. I feel like I tapped out. I hit I hit the I hit the ceiling. But now for me to go to another level, for my books to get translated in different languages, for me to have my books in every country, like I need support. For me to have my books in every bookstore, I need support. Like I need to go to the next level. And I think that's the beauty, at least for me, of what I experienced through the darkness and through the descent that I experienced in 20 and 21 is that what came out on the other side of it is I knew that I needed to expand my mind. I needed to expand my consciousness. I knew that I needed to expand my business. And the only way I was going to do that is with help, which is why when I was dealing with shame, I brought my people in to support me emotionally. But then from a business perspective, I signed to uh, my my agents because they're they're some of the top agents in the game. They got me with the best publishing company that I could be with because this publishing company does the work that I do and they've been doing it. They care like I care about supporting people, inspiring people, giving people information that will help them in their healing journeys. So what ended up happening, um, long story short, I ended up signing a book deal with Hay House to publish my 10th book that I just started working on last month. Um, And it's beautiful because now financially that's going to take care of me. Um, you know, at least for the next year, two, three, four years. I don't know. It depends how I spend the money, but it makes me realize that when you're in the darkness, the darkness feels like the most important thing, but it's not. The most important thing is how you handle the darkness. It's how you handle the descent. It's if you lean into the tools, it's if you lean into your community, if you lean in to being real and honest about where you are, but it's about never losing hope and never losing faith and saying, okay, this moment sucks. It does. But what's available to me? Does that sound familiar? What's available to me in this moment? What's possible for me in this moment? What can I do in this moment? What does this moment need me to do? Who do I need to become out of this moment? It's about alchemy. It's about taking what was And mixing that up so you can become what is or what will be. So this version of me that you're hearing is a version that you've never heard before because this version of me has never existed. I'm the most inspired I've ever been. I'm the most focused I've ever been. I'm the most dedicated that I've ever been to my craft, to my healing, to my higher calling and to my purpose. And if it was not for my descent into the negrito, into the darkness, where the darkness, where the material of my life had to cook in that darkness, I wouldn't be here today. I'll leave you with this. There's great power inside of you. There's great possibility inside of you. We are meant to live in community. Share this podcast with someone you love. Share these thoughts with someone you love. Share yourself with someone you love. Surrender to what is. You are free. Free your energy.